Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by Kevin and Ian from the Land and New Homes Network. Thanks for joining me today, chaps. The question that I want to ask you is this. Everybody tells me that land is the way to get more new homes. Is that the truth? Talk to me. Land is your currency with a house builder. It's as square and simple as that. Um, house builders want land. They uh, reciprocate with agents. You know, you bring them land, they give you new homes. Pretty simple. But surely, it's a, surely with this land is is that they do, you know that there's pe there's land agents doing this all the time. It's not the job of an estate agent to find a piece of land. I disagree, as you would expect me to disagree. So we'll talk to me. Um, so let's let's break it back. An agent, a good agent, who's completely entwined in their local market, know all the vendors, or certainly know lots of people in the community, and right under their nose are sites. And I think sometimes they think that these sites just pop out of thin air when the diggers pull on site or whatever, and it's probably something that they've driven past for years and years and years, okay. and it's just happened. But it didn't just happen. It happened because somebody obviously felt that they had an angle with it, somebody's used their planning expertise, and clearly from the seller's point of view, they've been up for doing a deal. I mean, is it as simple as getting the local plan and just seeing where the hatched out areas, where the plant... Well, it's not just as simple as, as that, but yeah, absolutely. But it's looking at, and I think when we often do this exercise, and even if you took where you live, Chris, I think if everybody went back 10 years if we taught you what we know now and then took you back in a time machine 10 years ago and you look at the developments that have happened as kevin said they haven't just happened overnight somebody's just suddenly popped up tomorrow and said oh, i'm going to sell my land for development and two months down the line yeah. they're building houses so if i showed you what we know now but clearly we need to build more houses in the uk mm. we don't develop enough so if we teach you now imagine what's going to be happening against the next two three five 10 years down the line. So we can start to identify those opportunities really early. But that's the kill of it, isn't it? The time, sorry. You just... I think it's not so much the time. I think the big piece is that for a lot of agents, and again, sort of generalizing a little bit here, I think there's an assumption that um, it's a dark art or you've got to be in the lucky seat when the land deals, when the land deals actually happen. For me, it's really simple. We've just got to get the teams focused on what to look for. And it's not all about um, looking for the great big site that's going to build hundreds of units. Um, you've got to start small. So the, the piece where a lot of agents uh, get to is I think they massively overthink it. So the common question that we get asked is, well, I'm getting asked to value a piece of land, but how can I value it when it's not got planning and I don't know what's going to fit on there? Short answer is, that's not your job to work out at that stage. Um, simple thing is, have you got a vendor that you've got that's got a site that you think might have some development potential? First thing you're going to do is either you're going to work with a local architect and get a quick feasibility scheme drawn up, or better still, make a quick call to your local developers. Say you've got a site, obviously cover your fees. Uh, we can uh, explain about fees a bit, bit more later on. Um, but get yourself covered properly on fees, make the introduction. And that's then down to the developer to look at what they think is going to go on there because it's a bit of one man's meat and another man's poison. So one developer might think they're going to put apartments up there, somebody else might think they're going to put houses. And Chris, so just on that point around making sure they're, they're covered, one of the key things that I don't think in, in the years uh, that the, the network's been going, we haven't seen one agent yet that has never really sort of nailed their contract properly. So we actually now supply those contracts because 
so much of it is done on, oh, well, I've got an email to say that they'll a look after us on the fee and obviously the resales or oh no we shook hands on it or oh, it's okay i know chris he won't you know just a, that's not robust business in any other sector of their business there's no way if the if i'm an estate agent and i come up or oh, you said to me can you sell my house here and i said yeah don't well just sort the contracts out later you know we'll get gets a buyer and then we'll do that that doesn't happen so in, in normal res or letting yours so it shouldn't do in this side either so let's just say i'm i am an estate agent and i come across a half an acre of land which probably around here you'll probably get about six seven houses on say what i would do is get one of these contracts or, or again as i said this isn't a promo for, for london new new homes networks so you could have a solicitor but again you've already got one and basically this contract set basically says if you buy this we, we want this. Yeah, it depends on how the contract's going to be structured. So it's either an acquisition or a disposal. So whoever's paying your your, your fee, either the okay. seller or the, or the buyer. But the, the main point is, is that you do have robust terms. Down. Would you go for the buyer? Or let's just say I've got six developers in the town. Would you, surely it's going to be easier to get the six developers to sign it if because they want the land? We would ultimately, yes, they will want the land. But ultimately, we would always want that control with the with the owner. Your, your, it's your land. We would then have control of the site. We can, and there are ways of then structuring the fee slightly differently, but it would always be the preference to have you as the landowner sign up, and we would then the, approach those buyers. The piece around that, Chris, is that and the way we set our stall out, and we say this to all of the agents we work with, the default position that most agents go to is, oh, don't worry, Mrs. Vendor, we'll get our fee from the developer. If you imagine you're an agent in a town, you want to be seen that you're doing the best by your client. I'm all personally about acting for the seller. Um, and I think, you know, one of the big pieces we sort of position in terms of the fees, any land fee is coming out of the land deal anyway. So whether you're a vendor and you're sort of a bit begrudgingly accepting the 2% fee that we're going to push, it's far better that we work for you because, frankly, we're better off getting the fee from you as a seller because, and we'll argue, um, argue we'll challenge around the 2% if they, if they query it because every day of the week a house builder will have to pay an agent a 2% introduction fee by way of the acquisition for a piece of land and give you the onward sale. We think there's a better way of doing that, which is a more hybrid way, which one acts for the seller, but at the same time delivers what the agent wants, which is the future new home. Do you, think, do you think a lot of valuers might be put off by the fact, hold on a second, Mrs. Mickens asked me around, I've got this half acre paddock at the back and then all of a sudden we're chucking contracts in front of people. I think that for... And we've seen a couple of examples of this, some good and bad bad examples. Let me one of the bad ones. So I did some uh, land training presentation to a really big regional agent. And soon after with the, the presentation finished, this negotiator in the office came up to me and said, mm, I think based on what you just said there, I might have a problem. That's right, okay, let's talk it through. Well, I went to value this property with his second hand hat on, and the property's got plenty of land of it. He said, I've sold it to a local builder um, and they think they're going to build five houses on there. Okay, fine, what's the issue? Well, this is the area of land that it's got. Can you pull it up on your mapping software? Sure enough, looked at it. Long story short, I had to uh, phone the owner of the business and said, you have a ob moral obligation to let that vendor know you should be cancelling that sale with immediate effect. He said, why, why? I said, because your negotiator has completely missed the trick. You've sold a piece of land. They've, been, they've told you they're going to go for five. I said, based on the numbers, you'd be looking at over 100 units on that site. We sold that piece of land to Red Row, 
for 104 units on a subject to planning deal, which went through, and the agent's fee potential on that site overall was well over a million pounds. And it would have been a missed opportunity um, if they'd have just sold it in the, in the normal way. And the vendor would have then arguably had a claim back on the agent because they had um, they'd mismanaged the process. But should, you know, so, but if someone wants to go, let's just say they want to stay in their house, do you think somebody's going to have any kickback from someone saying, I don't want to sign any paperwork? But then they're not serious then, are they? No, I think so. It's no different, again, if back to a normal resi world, if you said, well, I want to sell my house, but I don't want to sign any contract, well, why, why not, okay. Chris? You know, this okay. is, if you want us to take this okay. to market, this is what we need to do. So basically, what we're saying in a nutshell is this. We need damn good training to spot the opportunities. Yep. Don't assume that everyone else is doing it. Nope. And make sure that you have watertight agreements that basically say, if this land gets sold, I want 2% of the fee or whatever it is. You have access through the land and homes, new homes network, or they get their own system to come up with yeah. water time. Not just not just the agreement on the land for two percent, absolutely, but also we want the security then on the future resales. Okay, but that's the agreement through the builder. So you do have another agreement with the builder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's all tied in to to make. So you get two bites of the cherry. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because ultimately, from an agent's perspective, yes, those land fees are nice. That two percent chunky income that hits is is brilliant. But really, what they want. They do want those those new homes of the seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen new homes, and then the reciprocal business that breathes off the back of that's where the that's where the juicy bit is. Thank you for your time today, chaps. It's been absolutely enlightening, and I hope you out there in estate agency land have learnt the same as well. Thanks for your time today. Cheers. Cheers.